Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. All right, so you know what day it is, don't you? You know what day it is. If you don't, I will let Notre Dame head coach Mike Bray tell you exactly what day it is. Happy St. Patrick's Day, baby! Happy St. Patrick's Day, baby! Happy St. Patrick's Day, baby! Hey, listen, you can debate all you want about whether or not the first four is actually part of the NCAA tournament, but there was no denying that last night's Rutgers-Notre Dame game was a part of March Madness. Banked in threes. One potential game winner and game-tying shot after another, and then Paul Atkinson ending it in double OT with this. 17 seconds left in double overtime. Tied up at 87 after that three-point shot from two steps behind the line by Ron Harper Jr. Wesley, the freshman, seven seconds left. Driving with the right hand toward the basket. He's under the hoop. His shot, blocked, offensive rebound. Atkinson scores. 1.4 seconds left. Baker does not get off a shot. Notre Dame is headed to San Diego. Westwood won, baby. That shot dropped right after midnight on the East Coast, making it officially St. Patrick's Day, baby, and officially the start of March. Now, I know we're 17 days into the month, but March is not officially March until the madness starts, and it started just after midnight last night. That shot dropped, and then it was officially the first Thursday of March Madness, and it had the loosest coach in America looking to get even looser on a flight to San Diego. You love going to the beach, but it's usually in Delaware. You're going to San Diego to play Alabama. Your thoughts on the Crimson Tide? Yeah, I don't know about it. I mean, there better be some Irish whiskey on that plane. I'm drinking some of that. Alabama can really score. We got another challenge, but we'll be there early, ready to play. My man, loosest coach in America, Mike Bray. Love that. What are my thoughts on Alabama? My thought is I better get some Irish whiskey on that flight. What are my thoughts on the Crimson Tide? My thought is I'm about to get my drink on. How do we match up with Nate Oates and the crew? I'm about to match up with Jameson and Bushmills. Baby. 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 How do you not love Mike Bray? How do you not love this guy? That is one of the all-time great post-game interviews. There's no coach speak in there. No, ah, oh, man, ah, oh, shucks, we got lucky. That was a hell yes. You better get me my drink, baby. Baby. If you made a list of the coaches that you would love to have a beer with, or maybe something stronger than that, and you don't have Mike Bray right near the top of that list, you are wrong, baby. Baby. You better apologize. And the way that ended... That sounded like John Rothstein was interviewing a fan who ran onto the court instead of a head coach who's got nearly 600 career wins to his name. In other words, happy St. Patrick's Day, baby! Happy St. Patrick's Day, baby! Happy March Madness, baby! Baby! It is officially here, and it has been a battle to get here. Remember last year, there was actually the year before when there was no tournament, Last year's tournament was in a bubble, but now the madness is back. Now it's legit. Crowds are back. Chaos is back. The best day of the sports calendar is back. And being that it is the best day of the year on the calendar, we've got it all. We've got 12s. We've got 5s. We've got everything, baby. Baby. Question is, what is your setup like? I love to get that every single year, especially when social media became, well, social media. I need to see a picture of it. 
How did you set it up? Did you set it up? Are you at home? Are you at a sports bar? Are you in your man cave? Are you in somebody else's cave? Did you prepare properly? Did you fake a sick? I mean, are you a little under the weather? Are you making sure that you're not at work because you don't want to expose others to whatever it is you don't have? Lots of good matchups, too. You've got Michigan and the face snatcher starting things off against Colorado State in an 11-6 matchup in just a matter of moments. That's going to be followed up by the tip-off of South Dakota State and Providence. That's the 13-4 matchup that literally everybody's talking about. Since the bracket was announced, that's been the upset special that everybody's been pointing to, the explosive Jackrabbits against the Big East champs. And if that upset were to happen, nobody will be surprised. But if the Big East champs act like the Big East champs and they bully South Dakota State, there's going to be a lot of alleged smart guys feeling pretty stupid. Baby! Baby! Nicely done, Alvin. You were right on that one. Right after that, you've got Boise State and Memphis. An 8-9 matchup in Portland. As always, the question there. As always, the question there is with Memphis. Which Memphis is going to show up? Is it the one that blasted Houston by 14 a week and a half ago or the one that got blasted by Houston Sunday? Never know. Then you got my guy, Robert Jones. Norfolk State going up against the defending champs. Baylor in a 16-1 matchup. The only thing better than hearing Robert Jones talk about his playing days would be seeing his players pull off an upset for the ages. And then you've got Shaka Smart leading Marquette back to the tourney in his first season, taking on Hubert Davis and Carolina in his first season. On top of all of that, Richmond, Iowa, another 12-5 matchup. How you feeling about that one? Is that the 12 over the 5 that you're going to take? Because you know every single year it seems to happen, right? There's always a 12 that beats a 5. People love talking about that. Then you have Vermont's John Becker, the former IT guy, part-time drummer, going up against, against my guy Muss. Man, the committee did not do my guy Muss any favors. Any favors in that game. Fascinating 13-4 matchup. Speaking of 13-4 matchups, how about Akron in UCLA? One of the all-time great Jungle Karma games. People who do not know are asking, how did the Bruins show up this year after that amazing run last year? People who do know and do understand are asking, how does the karma break down in that one since John Gross and Martin Jarmond were both on the show yesterday? And yes... Of course, I am aware that the Jungle's favorite team right now is playing today. The Lancers are taking on the Vols. And yes, the Lancers represent the amazing program and university that is Longwood. And yes, wait for this. The Big Head and I will be all over the Longwood matchup. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Ain't that so, Beav? Right, right, butthead? <laughs> nothing better than, than Longwood. <laughs> anyway, nothing better than today. Nothing. Hit me up on Twitter. 
I want to see your picks of your setup. I'll retweet any good ones. I'd love to see it. Let's get it. It's here. It's the best day of the year. Happy March Madness, baby! Wait, there's more. Baby! I do have some advice for you. Not bracket advice, because frankly, nobody really knows. Don't act like you do. Don't act like I do. Don't act like anybody coaching does. Nobody knows. But here's what I do know. St. Patrick's Day, baby. And the first day of March Madness, baby. All smashed into one. So I've got advice for you. Bleeping pace yourself. It is 9-11 Pacific time. We have got a long way to go. A long way to go. I've seen this too many times in the past. Some of you never, ever learn your lesson. You do not want to be waking up on your futon in a drunken haze at 8 p.m. tonight, not knowing where you are, who you are, what day it is, whether it's morning or night. You don't want to be that person because you passed out right after lunch from pounding green beer and Irish whiskey. Baby! You don't want to be that person who's at home and you have no idea how you got home. You have no clue how you got back from the bar, but you reek of fish and chips and your dog is smashing shepherd's pie in a to-go container. You look down at your I wish you were naked t-shirt and it's all crusted up in hours old green vomit. What I'm saying to you is thank you Alvin. What I'm saying to you is handle your business responsibly. Handle your business on that plane. I'm drinking some of that. Handle your business responsibly, and I will do the same. Craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business. They take their smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Like, who wants dried tough beef in a bag. Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned, Teriyaki, Peppered, and Hot and Spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality that you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you do not see it, clones, be sure to ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Ross, what's going on? How are you? Jim, I am awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Always good to have you. Listen, you and I normally, Ross, talk football and we talk food, but I want to start by referencing a tweet that you had earlier today. My question, how are your grades right now, and do you have permission to stay home from school and watch March Madness? <laughs> you know what's so funny? I hadn't thought of it in a couple of years. I mean, I'm 43. My, my kids are 10 and 8. 
My mom texted me this morning. People can check it out at Ross Tucker NFL Twitter Instagram and said, uh, you know, I was just thinking how I used to let you stay home from school every year on this day. You're allowed to stay home from school again. And she, she would call me Rossi. She didn't in the text. But it's so funny, too, Jim, because everybody kind of knew it. My, my buddies were all jealous, even like the teachers knew. I didn't try to hide it. I mean, I think my mom probably said on the note that, like, Ross had a bellyache or something. But I did it all the way through. And, and honestly, Jim, most years I stayed home Thursday and Friday. It was that important to me. And by the way, my parents, that's great parenting. I don't remember anything I would have learned in school on those two days. But you know what I learned? I learned, number one, March Madness is awesome. And being the only one of your friends to be home at noon watching the first game is incredible. And number two, that's the type of parent you need to be. I mean, look at the big picture in life. Reward your kids. If they're good kids and they're doing the right things, let them do little things like that. I still remember it to this day, and so does my mom. We have fond memories of her letting me stay home Thursday and Friday of March Madness because I cared that much about it. Best mom ever. I love that. That is so great. Ross Tucker is joining us right now. I don't know, Ross. Like I'm really at a crossroads already in this conversation. Like I want to ask you about Deshaun Watson. I want to ask you about Vaughn Miller. But I also want to ask you about how did you approach those two days as a kid food-wise, and how are you approaching these two days as an adult food-wise? So you take your choice. What would you rather talk about? Well, you know what's so funny, Jim? And maybe it doesn't matter. But I look back on it now, and I, we, we just established that I love my mom, right? She's a fantastic mom and, and blah, 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 right? Yes. But looking back on it now, I mean, it, this is perfect timing with free agency. Because I see all these O-linemen getting like 10 mil a year, 15 mil a year. And I can't help Jim but think, gosh, dude, if I could have just been a little bit better. Because what people don't realize is the difference between being like I was, a seven-year journeyman and starting 25 games, and being a starter, you know, that, that gets one of these big contracts, it's not nearly as much as you think, which brings me back to being at home with my mom when I was like 8, 12, 13. You know what I would eat all the time? Bologna and cheese sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Bologna and cheese. And you know what? I, you know what, what kind of cheese? Snack. What kind you know of cheese? Healthy snack was Jim. Hmm. Remember Kudos bars? Remember Kudos? Yes. I don't even know what happened to Kudos. It was like, I mean, so it was like a candy bar. I mean, they they put it in a different aisle. They put it in the snack <laughs> aisle instead of the junk food aisle. Shout out to whoever invented Kudos, by the way. That guy's so rich, he has his own island. I would eat like three or four Kudos at a time. And they were in the snack aisle. Like, oh, they're healthy. Meanwhile, you look at the back, the packaging now, it was a Snickers. I would just sit there and crush Snickers. Meanwhile, bologna? I mean, Mom, if you're listening, I told her I was going to be on, by the way. Mom, I probably could have been a pro bowler, maybe even a Hall of Famer. Can I get some turkey or maybe ham but, or, or, like, some chicken? I'm, I'm having bologna and cheese. Even, Jim, my buddies in college – make fun of me um, after college games. Okay, I'm 20 years old now. We would go to the parents' tailgate, 
And from like 50 yards away, my mom would come running towards me, Rossi, Rossi. And she would have a yingling lager in one hand because I'm from Pennsylvania and that's what you do. And she'd have two bologna and cheese sandwiches. I mean, Jim, I'm in college. I'm still eating bologna. I'm a college division one player. I mean, for all we know, you wouldn't be asking me about Tony Baselli in the Hall of Fame. You'd be like, Ross, why aren't you in the Hall of Fame yet if my mom had just made me some chicken and turkey growing up instead of force-feeding bologna and cheese sandwiches? She's still the best mom ever, and, I mean, that may be true. Here's now my new dilemma. There's a new dilemma with each successive question, Ross. I was thinking to myself, you and I have a streak going where, based on your last appearance here and your appearance so far this time, we still haven't really talked sports yet, and I've got it in my head that I never, ever want to talk sports with you ever again. We can just talk about bologna and life and fake candy bars. But then I'm stuck with, why am I even talking to you? Your question might be, (laughs) why is it Tony Baselli, who's in the Hall of Fame, and not me. But my question is, why am I talking to you and not your mom? That's a great point. She would love to come on. I, so she's the type of person. That, well, first of all, my mom follows me on every social media platform. <laughs> and Jim, I am not kidding. My sister and I have timed it before. When I make a post, my mom, she must have like alerts on or notifications. Of course she does. Or she just. She just has some time. I, I don't know. My mom will have some reaction to my social media post within a minute. Within a minute, she'll be like, love this. Such a good point. Great job, honey. Like something like that. She is the most supportive, loyal person in the world. I asked her. So she, she texted me that this morning about letting me stay home. And I asked her, I said, Mom, can I post this on social media? She was like, of course, three exclamation points. She was pumped. You know, some people are like private. They don't want that out there. My mom was like, put my text message on blast, please. I want everyone to see it. You got to understand, though, Jim, my mom, like, okay, when I'm in high school, picture me, good high school football player, basketball player, right? I'd be like, mom, we got a, uh, we got a big game tomorrow. I really need to sleep in. She'd be like, no problem. So I'd sleep in till 8 o'clock. You know, school started at 7.30. Sleep in till 8 o'clock, get a good breakfast, roll in at like 9.15 with a note that said I had the sniffles or something. And then basketball is when it really got back. Because basketball, we would play Tuesday and Friday night. So Tuesday, I would come in late with a note because we had a game that night. Wednesday, I would come in late with a note because we had a game the night before. And then Friday, come in late with a note. Like, I... The, the attendance lady and me were tight. She used to get excited to see what my note would be that day. Really, the note should have just said, Ross has established his priorities, and his priorities are being a dominant high school football and basketball player, and first period social studies or whatever it is really doesn't matter because it's history, and Ross already knows what happened 200 years ago. This is insane. Uh, I'm joined by, quote, Rossi Tucker. Is there, dude, is there like a mom-sharing program? Can she be my mom, too? I'm probably old enough to be her dad, but can she be my mom, too? She would love that. She would come, I'm telling you, dude, she is awesome. Like, and that's where oh, I, I know. I'm hearing all it. my... All my I, we never talked about this, Jim. My dad is five nine, a buck seventy. Huh. I'm just about six five, and 
when I got married, because I had a back surgery three weeks before for the Bills, I was 335 on my wedding day. Wow. Heaviest day of my life. So my mom is 5'9", but like broader shouldered, and my uncle got a full scholarship to college for football. So I got my size from, uh, from and everything really, from my mom's side of the family. She's amazing. She's like my favorite human being. This is incredible. Ross Tucker joining us. So, Ross, I know it's St. Patrick's Day, but we're not that far from, wait for it, Mother's Day. What are we talking about here? Mother's Day. Would today be a good day to crash the My Front Page Story website to get out ahead of Mother's Day? You know what's so funny? I wasn't going to ask you to bring it up this time. I'm so glad you did. We did an upgrade. Oh. We did an upgrade to try to not crash it. So this would actually be, I know it's Mother's Day still a month away or whatever. This would actually be a really good test because there's no other way for me to know whether or not the upgrade works other than to come on the Jim Rome show wow, and dude. talk about myfrontpagestory.com because you guys are the only listeners. You're the only place that actually crashes it every time. So I don't know. Some people might be watching March Madness or whatever. I don't know. But myfrontpagestory.com, it's the greatest gift of all time. It's starting to take off, which is amazing. You can get in early now for Mother's Day or if you want to do Valentine's, not Valentine's, or an anniversary or birthday, whatever. We've talked about it before. Trust me when I tell you, your wife, your mom, that they will cry. You will win. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out if the upgrade, I paid for it. So it better work. We'll see if the uh, we'll see if the Jim Rome listeners can still go ahead and crash it. Myfrontpagestory.com. All right, so clones, two things right here. Number one, I need you to know that there is no better analyst in the game than Ross Tucker. Now you might not know that because we didn't talk any football, but if you appreciate that this one time, well, actually now it's twice, we didn't talk football. And you know you're never going to get a conversation like that on any other program unless Ross shows up like that on any other program. If you appreciate what you just heard, how much fun we just had, and by the way, he just challenged you. This guy's smart like that. Ross is really smart. He just challenged you to see whether or not you had it in you to crash the site. Why don't you flex a little bit, clones? I know you're blasted already. I know it's March Madness. I know it's early on Thursday. But do what you do. Ross, hit them up one more time because they're blasted already. What is the site address that they need to go to to take advantage of this amazing opportunity? Because, by the way, there's great value and it's an awesome product. MyFrontPageStory.com, MyFrontPageStory.com. It's legitimately the best gift you will ever get anyone, especially like your wife, your grandma, your dad, grandpa, whoever. Just trust me, almost everyone that gets it cries. Like they literally, when they read the quotes from their loved ones saying, you know, I, I just never tell her enough how much I appreciate, she will cry. Like she will cry. You won't, she won't even know that this exists, that you can get a story written about somebody. Well, that's why they're it's crying. They, they had no idea. MyFrontPageStory.com. That's why they're crying. They had no idea something so awesome existed. Clones, I, I rarely tell you what to do or what to think. I'm telling you to do this. Go get that. Make that happen. Crash that site. Ross, yeah, I want to say to you, you have my word. Next time we talk, we'll talk football, but I can't promise you that. I mean, how do we know that anything that anybody has to say about the game is better than what you had to say about bologna and cheese? Ross Tucker, myfrontpagestory.com. Ross, you are the best. Thank you very much. And, yes, we'll talk football next time. I promise. 
Sounds great. I mean, we're going to have to start to do back-to-back segments from now on. Yes. One football, one non-football. Let's, exactly. I am pumped to announce that Manscaped has launched their ultra-premium collection. I'm talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. So join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code Rome. You can now enhance your perfect grooming routine with their ultra-premium collection. This package includes Manscaped Premium Deodorant, it dries clear, it's aluminum-free, and it smells like their signature scent, plus their hydrating body moisturizer. It's designed to keep skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh. And body wash with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner to clean your scalp with one easy step. And a free gift. A three-pack set of lip balm that's made up with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. I'm telling you, this package is incredible. Get that ultra-premium collection Hot right off the shelves. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Rome at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Rome at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. The Deshaun Watson sweepstakes is a thing. And it continues. And we're starting to actually get some clarity. According to multiple reports, it's now coming down to two teams. That sweepstakes is in fact a sweepstakes, and it's down to two teams, and one of those teams is not Cleveland. Cleveland, you are not in the sweepstakes. Adam Schefter tweets, quote, Browns notified, they're out of the running. On to Sean Watson, per team official. Albert Breer tweeted, the Browns have been informed they are no longer in the running for Deshaun Watson, per source. Mike Garofalo tweeted, The Browns have been informed they are out of the running for Deshaun Watson, a source says. The team still views Baker Mayfield as their quarterback going forward. They told Mayfield's agents at the Combine they'd only explore top-tier QBs such as Watson. End of tweet. So, if I am reading these tweets correctly, the Browns are out. The Browns have no chance. And that to me is pretty wild. Pretty remarkable for Watson or somebody in Watson's camp, to be reaching out to a team and saying, hey, yo, thanks for playing, you're out. Thanks for coming down to visit me after my deposition for two of my 22 civil lawsuits, but you're out. Good luck in all your future endeavors. Pretty amazing. And the other amazing part of that is the second half half of that Garofalo tweet. Quote, the team still views Baker Mayfield as their quarterback going forward. They told Mayfield's agents at the Combine they would only explore top-tier QBs such as Watson. I say pretty wild because while the Browns see it that way, I'm guessing Baker does not see it that way. Not when he's posting a get-me-the-hell-out-of-here tweet. That message on social media was pretty much him telling the Browns, you're out of the running for me. You're out of the running for me. They told you 
that you're out of the running for him. I'm telling you, you're out of the running for me. If you're looking, I'm looking. In other words, seems to me, Cleveland took a big swing and they missed. If you're going to go for Watson, you sure as hell better get Watson. Because now you got yourself a big jam. You've pissed off your current guy to chase a new guy. And you didn't get the new guy. So now you've got to go back to the current guy. Or completely dump him too. And if the thinking is, they obviously didn't give a damn. All right. So what's better? What's better? I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is better than Deshaun Watson if Watson is clear and Watson can play. But if you don't get Watson, what's better than Mayfield? And also, also, before you say that they're going to go back to Mayfield's camp and say, hey, you're our guy, you're our guy, let's not forget the report that dropped yesterday that the Browns want a, quote, adult at quarterback instead of Baker Mayfield. They adulted him. They hit him with the adult blast. They adulted him. So are you going to come back from that too? Can you really go back to this guy? Not only after looking around and running around on him, but hitting him with the anonymous adult blast. Hey, listen, I understand that money solves a lot of problems, but is it going to solve this problem? Because that feels kind of like scorched earth. Yeah, I know if you have a really strong ability to communicate and you have a big bankroll, you can fix a lot of things. But I'm not sure how you go back to a guy after you adult him and after you'd been looking around publicly for his replacement. In other words, I'll say this about the Browns. They got in the batter's box. They dug in. They stepped out. They knocked all the mud off their cleats, grabbed the biggest bat they could find, took a big swing, swung out their ass, and they missed on Watson. But in the meantime, they cracked Baker Mayfield in the process. They brained him, right? So it's a swing and a miss, but like Baker's the catcher. Here comes your bad analogy. Baker's the catcher, and there's catcher's interference, and he's got brain matter splattered everywhere. So are you going to walk back and try and fix that? How are you going to do that? How can you fix it with Mayfield after you, quote, adulted him? You think he took that very hard? You think he's very bitter about that? We need an adult at quarterback? So what about the two teams? So allegedly, the sweepstakes is down to two teams. And Cleveland is not one of them. Nor is Carolina, who made it very, very clear for a while that they wanted Watson. And they wanted him badly. Badly. How about Seattle? Seattle let Russ go. So the thinking was they must have been in on the Watson sweepstakes. Apparently, they never really jumped in. According to reports, the two teams that are officially in and still alive, New Orleans and Atlanta, the Saints and the Falcons. And again, a little weird to be talking about this as a sweepstakes, you know, like a horse race, given what Watson has been accused of and the lawsuits that he's still facing. But this is how this is playing out. Atlanta is close to Watson's hometown. The Saints have got a better roster, so that gives them a better chance to win right now, or him a better chance to win right now. The Saints reportedly met with Watson for a second time last night, so that's not nothing. If they're meeting more than once, they haven't been told they're out of the running. And then here's something else. 
They've got five picks in the first 120 overall this year. You know, the kind of picks that you need to include in a package if you want to, quote, win the sweepstakes. And they've also freed up a bunch of cap space by restructuring deals for Taysom Hill, Bradley Roby, Demario Davis, and Malcolm Jenkins. You know, the kind of cap space that you need to pay a guy like Deshaun Watson. And he'd be walking into a locker room with a very good defense and a division that is not as wide open as it was before Tom Brady quit on his family. But it is still winnable. I'm not saying that Watson is going to the Saints. I can't say that definitively. But I can say definitively that he's not going to the Browns. I can say definitively that Cleveland now has a problem, a situation that they've got to deal with. Either they have to ship Mayfield out and get themselves a, quote, adult, or they're going to have to find a way to clean up this mess because they've got a real mess. And I don't know if you can't clean that up. Listen, the very best athletes know that your championship body is not built in a day. The same is true when it comes to your long-term financial goals. Get financially fit with M1, the finance super app. It's commission-free, and it makes growing your money easier so you can strategize for the end game. Build a custom portfolio or choose a pre-built portfolio that speaks to your goals. Then, automate your everyday money moves and use your extra time to watch the highlights. They even make it easy to stick to your investing strategy by automatically rebalancing your investments every time you buy into your portfolio. That keeps your investments close to where you want them. That way your portfolio sticks to the plan for the long game. There are no huddle-ups needed. Visit m1finance.com sports. That's M with the number one. Sign up and see why Money, Investopedia, and Yahoo Finance are proud super fans of M1. That's M, the number one, dot com slash sports. Investing involves risk, including the risk of loss. M1 Finance, LLC, member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. If you're going to get down, do so responsibly. Everybody get down. Do not gamble with money that you cannot afford to lose. Why am I saying that? Because we're about to get to a bonus edition of Big Head Bets. I want to make the point, though. It would seem like at this point this would be common sense. But if you are new to it and you are easing into it, do just that. Ease into it. It's an absolute blast when done responsibly. It's an absolute blast unless you end up losing a bunch of jack that you needed for rent. So keep that in mind if you don't mind. And with that in mind, I feel like a dude who has been in rehab and I snuck out in the middle of the night and I went right to the crack house and now I'm blasted out of my mind. Why? Because I rolled into work this morning and I immediately hit every game. I think every game. I think I hit 16 games. Actually, you know what? I hit 15 games, but I accidentally hit one twice, which should tell you exactly where my discipline is or isn't. I have never had so much actual action in a single day in my life. Not in terms of dollars spent, but I do have a few stacks working, but in actual games and actual action. And frankly, it feels incredible. I'm just being transparent. This is where I am, and I know a lot of you are in that same place. So with all of that said, I'm jacked, I'm hyped, 
be responsible. Head, where are you at? How are you living? How hyped are you right now? I'm hyped, and so is America, Jim. $3.1 billion is estimated to be gambled on this tournament. That would be three times more than the Super Bowl, actually. So I'm hyped, and everybody is hyped, man. All right, so what do you say we have a no-regrets segment? Does that sound good? Let's do it. All right, so like I said, I think that I've hit every single game today, but I want to get your thoughts on a handful. Why don't we start Mm -hmm. with Memphis v. Boise State? I know you like that game, and I see it working. However, I will ask anyway, what is the number, who you got, how you playing that one? Number is Memphis minus three against the Mountain West champion Broncos. It's funny, man. Boise State, they are really the one here who embrace, if you will, the mantra of Memphis assistant Larry Brown of getting right up in your face with that defense, you know, like right in your face. But yeah, I heard you the first time, dude. I heard you the first time with that. It's good. It's aggressive. It's a little over the top. But I'm still taking the Tigers here. The key for Memphis is Jalen Duran hammering the offensive glass and creating extra possessions. Cut their turnovers and hope Landers Nolly could actually shoot the basketball today. And overall, Jim, Memphis is playing to their potential finally outside of uh, the Houston loss you mentioned earlier. They started out the season in the top ten, took a huge deuce in their pants, and have gotten better without Imani Bates. They also beat the Broncos in last year's NIT and are the better free-throw shooting team, which could help late. Let's go Butch McRae's Tigers minus three. They took a big deuce in their pants. Mid-season. Very yeah, yeah no, I heard you. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, The thing is, you don't know what you're going to get with them, but you're right. It took them a while to get going, but once they did, they're rolling now, and they look right. like the team that everybody thought they would be when the season started. They are playing their best when it matters most, and while there are no givens come tournament time, this is one of the first that I hit, and I did the nice. same thing as you. Memphis, nice. minus three. All right, let's keep moving. Okay. How about North Carolina versus Marquette? Before I get your thoughts on this, you and I always talk about how important it is to maintain our discipline when we get down, that business is business, the importance of betting with your head and not your heart. Now, I've also made the point, Head, that I do not root, I do not play favorites, but college basketball makes a really interesting dynamic and challenge for me personally. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a hypocrite, but frankly, I feel a little more connected to college basketball coaches personally and professionally than I do any other coach or manager or exec in any other sport. And the reason for that is access and relationships. Like I've got more, I've had more conversations and stronger relationships with these coaches because they give access. They come on this show and they do it over and over again. So what am I saying here? I'm saying that I'm trying to make sure that I create space between myself and the people I talk about but it's kind of hard to do when you've got these guys coming on over and over and over again and they're doing good interviews. What am I getting at? I'm getting at Shaka Smart. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Shaka Smart guy. I love the guy. I love his return to his roots. He's a Madison native. He's back at Marquette. Man, I would love to pick this guy because I love this guy, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at it and I got to go with my head, not my heart. I'm going to take Carolina. How about you? I'm going to go with you actually here and lay the three and a half points, the Tar Heels, man. Marquette and the three ball are key here. They are 11 and one when they uh, make 10 or more threes in a game. North Carolina also does not defend the three well, but the Golden Eagles have to hit from distance because they will not get many second chances. They rank 341st in the country in offense or rebounding percentage, and the Tar Heels are the best defensive team on the glass away from from the uh, Dean Dome in the entire country. 
Both of these teams like to play fast, but North Carolina does a good job of protecting the basketball. They are hot. They've won six of the last seven. I'll take the size. I'll lie the points and go North Carolina minus three and a half. I think so, too. I see it the same way. The big head, James Kelly, joining me. And again, we're going to do this back-to-back. We will run this back tomorrow before the game's done as well. The big head. Now, you know how I always say, James, that mm-hmm. if I do not control this thing overall, and that if I give the clones what they want or do what the clones want, I will end up being a clone and somebody else will be the host. That said, I'm going to give the clones, and especially you, exactly what you and they want. Nice. A Longwood pick. Hell yeah. No way in hell I don't pick my friends at Longwood. I'm not even saying that we're talking about this game. I'm taking Longwood and the points. I hit that thing early, and I hit that thing hard. What is the number you're using? What is your pick? The number is Tennessee favored by 18 and a half. Plenty of jokes here, but I'll be an adult. Uh, Sure you won't. (laughs) The Vols are the popular pick for the Final Four, Jim, and plenty of their fans are rightfully pissed off about their season, but I'm all about long wood and taking the 18 and a half points you can get. The Lancers are the best team in the tournament against the spread this season. They have covered in nearly 68% of their games. Long Wood can also put it on you from deep. They are the fifth best team in the country at shooting the three. They also do a good job of defending it, and they should be able to handle their own on the glass against the Vols, Jim. The Vols play good defense, but with Rick Barnes' history, I'm going to go with Nick Foles' alma mater, taking the 18.5 points in the Lancers. He did not go to Longwood. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yep, that was a different game. Arizona, my bad. Yep, Longwood. Nick Foles did not go to Longwood. What the hell are you talking about, man? I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what I do like. Not that, but I love the stat that they are the best team in the nation against the spread. Yep, in the tournament. I may double down on that. I may hit that again. All right, so if you know anything about this show, you also know this is a big San Diego State house. I love the program. I love the culture there. I love how they get after you defensively. Eight, nine games are not easy to pick, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to go with what I know here. I'm going to play the Aztecs, and I'm going to lay the points. What's your number? Who you got? Aztecs minus two. I'm going with you here. Creighton showed up nicely in the Big East tournament, but I don't think they are the same team without point guard Ryan Nimhard who went down late in the season, and he won't return. They are 3-3 three and three without him. They are also one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country as well, shooting 30% from distance for the season. The Aztecs, over the past six weeks, they have shot 39% from three. Cal trans, uh, transfer Matt Bradley is the difference here. Let's go Aztecs minus two. Man, you, you and I are on the same page on everything so far. All right, now normally, normally. Fade us, people. Yep. Okay, so. yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> Have fun with this, right? If you don't like us, if you don't like our attitude, if you like me but hate the head, if you like the head but hate me, whatever, fade us. Fade us. Fade us. us. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. We don't know what we're doing. Fade us. Fade us. Mm -hmm. We're having fun here. If you're not having fun, fade us. Talk junk when you beat us, right? Before I I get to the last game, anything you want to add to that? No, that's exactly right. I mean, have fun. You have brackets. This is an added dimension. Now so many of you guys could actually gamble. This is the best tournament ever. It's funny. The the product, I think we'd all agree, was better in the 90s, actual basketball. But the experience for the fan is never better than it is right now. Get down. Everybody get down. But get down responsibly. All right, so one last game that I want to ask you about. Normally, I'm not about that 116 matchup, but... Mm -hmm. 
I love Norfolk State coach Robert Jones. We had him on again yesterday. Love his attitude. Love the way his guys play. I love that they're so pissed that they're a 16. They've got a giant chip on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they beat the defending national champs, but I am saying that I will take them, and I'll gladly take those points all damn day. The most enraged 16 seed ever. Who you got? What's the number? Dude, his confidence on the show is extremely evident, and I loved everything about it. I'm with you. I'm going MEAC champions in the 20 and a half points you can get. 20 and a half, baby! Baby! Let's do this. Baylor is banged up a touch. They should win, but the Spartans are better this year than they were last year when they made the tournament. Joe Bryant Jr. is back, and also sharpshooter Jalen Hawkins from the team. But doing the research here, they got two transfers. Two transfers coming in this year who have made the difference up front. Chris Bankston and Dana Tate, they are playing very good, and the team is as well, winning nine of their past ten games and are 10-2-1 against the spread in their last 13 neutral site games. Let's go Norfolk State and plus 20 and a half points. I got a question. I know how you feel about your NFL system, which you will not explain to me. How is your NCAA tournament system? Uh, We're still working the uh, the kinks out of that one. Not as good as the NFL system. That's why you might want to fade us, but have fun here. But we're working on it. Absolutely, Fetus. All right, so reset me very quickly. Five picks. You're on record. I know you'll tweet them, but if they joined us late, what are those picks? Run them back. Memphis Tigers minus three. North Carolina minus three and a half. Longwood plus 18 and a half. San Diego State Aztecs minus two. And Norfolk State plus 20 and a half. I like it. He is the big head, James Kelly. If you like that, there's more where that came from. In fact, we will run that back again tomorrow. Back-to-back days. All right, head. Have a great day. Make some money. Get your rest. I will see you again tomorrow. All right, Jim. Thanks. Thanks for working a two-day work week. Let's make some money. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Danny Sprinkle. Danny, it's great to have you on. How are you? I'm doing great, Coach Rome. I appreciate it, man. I've listened to your show since I was young, and, uh, man, it's an honor to be on your show. My man, it is so good to have you on the program, and there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Let me first ask you this, Danny. You are getting the team ready for the first NCAA tournament game for that program since 1996. You played on that 1996 team, so how would you describe the mood and the vibe and the excitement around the program and campus right now? It's been awesome. I mean, the the energy is uh, the energy and the atmosphere has been incredible in Bozeman. Uh, it's a it's an unbelievable college town. I don't know if you've ever been there, but you know the people they've been starving for some success for quite a while. And uh, 
you know, 26 years is a little too long to wait, but, uh, you know, the fans couldn't be more excited with what we have going on. And, uh, you know, Bobcat Nation, they're down here in San Diego, and, and uh, it's going to be rocking. My man, I mean this respectfully when you say you don't know if I've ever been there. We owned a home in Big Sky for 10 years. I love Bozeman. Oh, wow. Dude, Bozeman is an amazing town. I love that town. Absolutely Bozeman, love that town. Yeah, so I know exactly it's, what you're talking about. It's a great, yeah, great we, town. So let me ask you this. Up, come yeah, back go ahead. up anytime. Yeah, no, I will. I'll take you up on that. I love that town. Yeah. So from the moment you were hired as Montana State head coach, you've been talking about a moment like this, and you were telling your guys to dream about this before it became a reality. So now that it is a reality, does it match your expectations? Does it live up to the hype? It does. I mean, it's, it's still surreal. You know, it's actually more than the hype. You know, I mean, I'd pictured this for a long time and, uh, you know, but to actually have it come to fruition, you know, in our third year and just to see, you know, some of the fans and the boosters down in Boise, like crying, like that's how excited they were and how much it means to them. And that, you know, that, that's why I do this like that for the, obviously the players, but you know, the fans in the community that supported us through thick and thin and the just diehards like that's, that's who I do it for. Danny Sprinkle, my guest. Danny, I talk about this all the time, and you, you'll know this because you also coached in the Big West. I went to UC Santa yeah. Barbara, and I know what it's like when you've never been before and you finally get to go. You know, the Blue Bloods do not understand. They assume it. They go every single year. But when you haven't gone for a long time, it does mean the world. I know exactly what you're saying. When you look at what you're bringing to it, you're going to go into the NCAA tournament with three guys who have scored more than 1,000 points in their career. So what's that mean to you as a coach to have three different guys who can step up like that on any given night for you it, it's great you know that's that's kind of the strength of our team you know we, we've had different guys step up at different moments and we can even go deeper into the bench but you know to have three guys that can really score the basketball you know anytime you can score a thousand points you know you're a pretty good player at the division one level and uh you know to have those guys you know it's comforting as a coach knowing that they can put the ball in the hole you know it didn't give a moment but and, and they've been our leaders too you know but it is it helps you know and, and having that experience you know you have to play you know, at least three, four years to be able to get a thousand points. And, you know, that's one of the things at our level that, you know, can kind of help us when you are playing a high major team that may not have as much experience or they're playing younger guys, which Texas Tech isn't, you know, they got some old grad transfers too, you know, which is, which is not great for us, but it's a, uh, you know, it definitely benefits us having that experience. I'm going to ask you about them in one second, but I'm still talking about your journey too. Danny Sprinkle is my guest. Yeah. You're the son of a coach, and after your playing career was over, you got into coaching first as an assistant at Cal State Northridge. Also, I love that because 818 for life. I grew up in Calabasas. I went to Calabasas High School. Oh, yeah. I know that area really well. For those who do not know, how did you end up at Cal State Northridge? Uh, actually, Coach Bobby Braswell, who actually flew in yesterday, and it means the world to me that he's here. Um, you know, he, they were in the big sky when I played Northridge was in the big sky. And so I played against coach Braswell's team. And so when I got done, I told him I wanted to start coaching and I, I knew I needed to get out of Montana to develop my recruiting network and just, just to, my coaching network, you know, to get out of Montana. And, uh, and he hired me on as an ops guy and, uh, you know, gave me a meal card and, uh, basically lived in the dorms right across the street my first year and, and lived on one of the assistants couch for a little while. And, uh, but it, you know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be here, you know, today. And obviously then, you know, I kept moving up the ranks with him and spent, you know, I think 12 years with him at Northridge, uh, before moving on to Fullerton. And so, I mean, it's, it was just, you know, really, it was just God that intervened and got me down there. 
Danny Sprinkles joining us. I love that move to Fullerton also. So that was the next stop. Then the Montana State job opens up again. Now, you had interviewed for that job in 2006 and did not get it. When it opened up again, how did you feel about your opportunity the second time around? And how did you approach it? I, I felt really good. You know, I, I felt like I was more prepared. I was more seasoned. And, you know, Coach Deidre Kaler at Fullerton, you know, really prepared me on a different level my previous six years to be in the head coach. Um, from all different aspects, from working with search firms and kind of a different area of the game other than X's and O's that, that I really learned from him. Um, but, you know, when, I, when it came open, you know, I just I knew it was time. And, uh, you know, it, it just works out like that. Like sometimes you just have to wait because the job opened up again, I believe, in, you know, whatever, 2014 or 2015. And I didn't even get an interview with the AD at the time. You know, it's, I have, there's a new AD, but the AD at the time didn't even interview me you know, at that time. Danny, it's, it's something like when I was in UCSB, I can remember Ben Howland was an assistant there and these jobs would open up and Ben couldn't even get interviews. And if Ben got an interview, it for whatever reason didn't go well. You know, we're talking the next thing you know, I can remember being at the final four and sitting with Ben and I'm like, Ben, you got the UCLA job. Is that amazing? Can you remember when you couldn't get an interview or you couldn't get a job? It's like the business is really weird like that, right? Is there any rhyme or reason to it? No, it, it's just it's ti- it's all timing and it's how successful your team is, you know. And and you got to get some breaks, you know. You got to get lucky. And and I know Coach Allen really well. Coach Allen was the coach at NAU when I played at at Montana State, so I played against his teams and I've been in touch with him since. Um, I see him out recruiting all the time, and and you know, but it is you know, like you you look at when he he got the Northern Arizona job and just blew it out of the water and all of a sudden got pit and then UCLA, you know, and that's just kind of, that's how things work in this business. Yeah, but the and a Northern, lot of times it's not fair. No, but the Northern Arizona job, nothing against Northern Arizona, but man, yeah. he had to try really hard for a very long time just to yep. get that job. And then you're right. He blew it out of the water. You know, the thing you said about Dietrich Taylor, he said something to you that I've never really heard before that I think is fascinating. He said to you that if you're going to be a head coach, you need to spend at least one hour a week preparing to be a head coach and that that hour has to be sacred i've never actually heard that before what did he mean by that and what did that mean to you he he wanted me to think on a different level and that's the one thing that he he really did for me he he wanted me not to think as an assistant coach you know he wanted me to think hey this is your program what what decisions would you make if you were the head coach and it raised my awareness to a, to a whole nother level, the way I dealt with players, the way I dealt with, you know, the athletic department, academic people, or, you know, the vice presidents, the presidents on campus. Like you, you kind of, you hold yourself to a different standard when you start thinking like that. And also it prepared me because I started organizing my thoughts of, okay, well, if a kid misses class, how am I going to handle that? What discipline am I going to hand out? If a kid gets in trouble off the court, you know, it's a lot of the stuff that you don't even think about, you know, because you're so busy grinding as an assistant, you're just recruiting or player development and things like that. And so it really made me think outside the box onto a, onto a whole nother level. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without Deidre Taylor. So the hour in terms of it being sacred, it's one thing to say, set aside time, start to prepare for it, start to think about it, start to kind of uh, manifest it. But why did the hour have to be sacred? What does that mean? You know, he, he just wanted to make sure that, you know, you had to put an hour away and don't be bothered, put your phone down. And you had to really hone in and, and think almost like meditate on what you wanted to accomplish. 
you know, and you had to be very specific with that hour, you know, every week, you know, at the end, like the last five minutes of that hour, I may, I'd prepare for the next week. I may write down like, okay, next week I'm going to talk about disciplinary issues or, you know, how I want the weight room to look. Um, how, how do I want the locker room to look when the players walk in? You know, I mean, it, it got to be that detailed. All right, so it's getting kind of granular now, but I'm curious, did you do it in the same place every week? Would you move it around? Where did you spend that hour? Yeah, I mean, no, just a lot of times you're on the road recruiting right. or you're, you're on the road. You know, so I'd, I'd always do it in either whether I was in a hotel room or, or sometimes it might be in my office. You know, sometimes it was just at my dinner table. And so it, it was a different place. Danny Sprinkle, my guest. All right, so really quickly, you're going up against Mark Adams and Texas Tech. Yep. You know, you know they're going to get after you on defense. How do you go about counteracting that? You know, I mean, obviously they're the number one defensive team in the country. And, uh, you know, you, you have to get lucky. you got to make some shots. you got to throw in some threes. You know, but the, the big thing, we have to take care of the basketball. You, know, you can't turn the basketball over. If you do that, you're going to be in a world of hurt against them. They, they're, they're too good. You know, you have to you have to – Almost, you have to make quicker decisions. You have to know where you're going to pass the ball before you even catch it. Like, they're that good defensively. And, uh, you know, they've been tremendous all year, and it's going to be a great – it's going to be a fun, you know, competitive game for our guys, and I'm really excited to see how our guys show up and compete. So, finally, I would imagine during one of these hours, you probably thought to yourself, what would I tell my team right before their first tournament game? So, what are you going to tell your team right before their first tournament game? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a no-regret game. You know, I kind of mentioned it to him a little bit yesterday in our meeting, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really hone in on it tonight. But, you know, I don't want to be one of those teams that all of a sudden, after the game, you're like, man, if we would have showed up the first eight minutes of the game, we could have won that. Or, man, like, we were better than we thought. You know, I want these guys to know, and I want, I want them to come in, and we, we don't want to be the team on our heels. You know, I want to be aggressive. I want to leave everything on the floor. And, and that way, you know, you let the chips fall where they may, but I want to make sure we give it everything we got. You want to make sure they get your best shot. I love it. It's a great, great point. A no-regret game. He is the head basketball coach at Montana State, third season there, and they've got a big one. They're number 14 in the West. It's a great matchup, Montana State and Texas Tech, tomorrow at 1.45 p.m. Danny, congrats to you. Good luck to you. I'll be really eager to see how that plays out. Can't wait to see it. You got it. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you having me on. Good night now!